What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. We've got a lot of anger on this show. I'm just going to warn everybody, Papa Dude, not in a great mood. So if you like the Papa Dude rants, you're going to get to see uh, one of them, I know for sure. Um, How's it going today, Papa Dude? Well, I'm not in that bad a mood. I'm over it. Um, And uh, I... (laughs) I got a few comments, but but all in all, wasn't unexpected really to me. And it was still a great week of uh, college football for sure. Some really good games, interesting stuff. And uh, the NFL, God, how can you predict what's going on there? It's just baffling to me. Yeah, this should be a fun show. There's a lot to talk about. The NFL yeah. for sure uh, with a lot of, <clears throat> and obviously a college football, another, another really good Saturday and two really good Saturdays coming up as well. So Really gonna, you know, decide the playoff picture there in college football. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Uh, a lot of people are probably gonna be surprised with my thoughts on OU, and I'll just be very honest and straightforward and pretty much not emotional because if you watch this team all year and you didn't see this coming, that's on you, not on Oklahoma. Right. <laughs> this has been a bad year for a while now, uh, so. There was really no surprise to it. All right, let's get it going. And we'll just, I think that's probably what everybody wants us to talk about first. (laughs) So I'll put that up on the screen now for you guys. Uh, Yeah, so we'll start with it. OU gets beat 27-14 at Baylor. Really was never uh, much of a game in the second half. First half, this game was tied at 7. You know, OU kind of hung around for midway through the third quarter and then just got blown out of this game. Uh, go ahead. Initial thoughts. OU now with a loss at nine and one. Well, you know, when, when you, when you lose a game like this, uh, you're mad, but it doesn't dwell with you very long. It doesn't me. Cause when you get your ass handed to you, you just take it like a man, you know? Well, unless you're Lincoln Riley. Well, that's another story that we'll get to, uh, before this is over. But I mean, it was just an old fashioned butt kicking is what it was. Uh, by a pretty good team. Uh, lost in all this is Baylor's not bad. I mean, they're eight and two, and they're pretty good. And they didn't give a crap what was on the front of the uniform for Oklahoma. They could care less. And they just came out and whipped them. And so that's about the story. I am uh, kind of patting myself on the back because I said back when Caleb Williams took over at quarterback, he was not the answer. He was going to struggle. I knew he was. He's just too young for this. And he did. He struggled. And it's he's a true freshman. And they confused him, and he didn't play very well, and this is what happens. So, you know, I thought our defense played all right. They're just not good enough to, to keep us in the game. Well, each year under Lincoln Riley, we get further away from the ultimate goal of what OU football is every year, and that's to win a national championship. And this year, you could tell we were the furthest away we've ever been, even before this game. And you think about Lincoln Riley's first year at Oklahoma, 
He had Baker Mayfield. It was his senior year. And if you remember that year, OU played Georgia in the opening round of the playoff and went into double overtime with them. And then Georgia the next week goes and plays Alabama in overtime. And that was the game where Tua saved Alabama. Georgia had the game won. Yes. So you could let you 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 lay that out that year and you say, well, Oklahoma was right there. Uh, thing breaks this way or that way, Oklahoma could have won the national title. All right, I accept that for sure. Mm-hmm. The next year, the Kyler Murray year, Oklahoma makes the playoff and didn't belong on the same field as Alabama. It wasn't even close. By the way, Alabama did not win the national title that year. So we we weren't even better or even close to the second best team that year. Go to the Jalen Hurts year, the third year. I think LSU could have beaten Oklahoma 150 to nothing in the mm-hmm. playoffs that year. OU was even further away. Last year, they didn't make it. Last year, they lost at home to Kansas State. They lost to Iowa State. They did play better towards the end of the year, but they weren't close again last year. And this year, Dennis just said it. They're not good. They haven't mm-hmm. been good all year. And, and they're not even close. And they're they're so far away now that they can't even win the Big 12. Like It's very questionable, as in they are not the favorites anymore to even win the conference. Don't give me Baylor's good. Do not give me that. They are not. They are not. Period. Baylor Baylor would be an underdog against 20 to 25 teams in the country. This is not a good team. Well, they're not a bad team. But they're an average team. It, it's a team that are, it's a it's a team that, are, that Oklahoma should beat. It's a team that has but decent team. players that yes. tried against yes. a team that has good players and doesn't play right. hard most weeks exactly yeah i have several theories as to what's going on none of them probably are right but we don't have those in the trenches players that we used to have no but we're uh, uh in my opinion lincoln riley is too interested in winning the recruiting title each yep. year going around and getting four and five stars are a big deal to him our best players over the years haven't been four and five stars. And we don't have those guys that are going to get in there when you got to have a play and make it. And I think he's hired coaches that can't coach, but they can recruit. And you disagree with me. You don't think position coaches are that important. They are. I can't tell the coaches from the players on the sidelines. They act just like the players. They're over there with their hats on backwards and they're throwing their towels around and they're acting like they're 12 years old. That's not coaches. That's a bunch of guys that are trying to to make the players like them. And that is bullshit. The players don't have to like you. They have to respect you. And they have to do what they're told to do. It's not happening. We got one guy down there that's got the guts to say it like it is. And I've criticized him before, but I'm liking him more and more. And that's the defensive coordinator. He's called him out. Mm-hmm. And he's he's the only one that has said they don't practice hard. Which is coach speak for they're not listening to what we're telling them to do. Yeah. So they've got issues down there. And they're, they've been living on a prayer the entire year. We were just discussing it. They could easily be three and seven, four and six, you know. They really have not. They've dominated Texas Tech and TCU. That's about it. And we're going to get into Texas's situation here in a minute. I, I think. I think we'll talk about that. 
but Oklahoma could have lost to Kansas either, or, or two. They could have lost him. They should have lost. Should have lost. They should have lost to Texas. They should have lost to West Virginia. They should have lost to Tulane. They should have lost to Kansas. I mean, we could just go on and on. OU is nine and one, and they they could, like you said, they could be four and six, five and five, mm-hmm. and they played nobody, and they still haven't. I'm sorry, Baylor. Got- go ahead. Okay. No, uh, the guys here are making some great comments. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll get to them in a second, but I I, I want to say something else. Okay, go for it. This this is getting. The parallel I'm starting to see is seriously scary because they're talking about recruiting classes. You mentioned it too. Our recruiting classes are better and better and better. Oh, yeah. And we're getting worse and worse and worse. Well, who does that sound like? It sounds sounds like it sounds like Mac Brown's early Texas teams from 1999 to 2004, before Vince Young's final year and before Colt McCoy's Mm -hmm. uh, reign. That was really the only time period when Mac Brown was at Texas where they would win big games against good teams. Yes. The rest of the time, they were a bunch of mouths, yep. a bunch of highly recruited guys, and they would get in, in games against the teams like Oklahoma and against other teams that were decent, and they never could get the job done because well, they were mouth, and that's it. And that's yeah. what Oklahoma is right now. The other thing I've always – I was I always loved the way Stoops handled recruiting – when his recruiting classes would be 14, 15, whatever, he said, he said, you can't tell what a four and a five star is just because he's a four and a five star. doesn't mean he can play. Yeah. And you got to understand who's rating these guys. They're recruiting gurus, whatever the hell that is. Yeah. And a lot of them are just a bunch of guys that never played football or one worth a shit at football. And yeah. somehow got this job, and they're the experts on whether these guys are fours and fives. That's that's ridiculous, too. You know, and here's another stupid thing that's happening. They're starting to sign these guys or get commitments from these kids when they're sophomores. Yeah. How stupid is that? So now these kids, they strut around in high school, like, look at me, I've already committed to Oklahoma, or I already committed to Alabama, and all these. And then they go out and they play and they're better than these other players. And then they get to college and they get hit in the mouth and yep. they never been hit in the mouth before. And yep. they don't know how to, they don't know how to do it. And then you got these coaches over here, babying them, you know, Oh, it's going to be okay, honey. It's going to be okay. You'll be all right. And it's just, that's what's happening in Oklahoma. There's no doubt in my mind. That's what's happening. Yeah. They, OU has no toughness and that's, that's all there is to it. And it's like this every year. And so what will happen, they will come out Saturday and they will probably play their best game and everything will be fine because Iowa state sucks that's and right. it's at home and they're mad, you know, we're mad and no, we're, we're going to show how tough we yeah. are, but then they'll get up against somebody else. That's decent. And, and they'll get their ass yeah. I mean, another thing I've been watching some videos from the punter down there and they're really pretty good mm-hmm. go if you if you don't have anything to do go on youtube sometime if you're an ou fan and see how these players are pampered down there they're pampered yeah they're like the, they're like they're kings yeah all of the crap they give them all of the stuff they and it may be that way everywhere but it's really you know they're they're just they're just pampered. That's the only way I can say it. It's, it's yeah, kind of they are. And I think they are everywhere, though. But I do too. other programs I watch around the country, when the chips are down, they can make plays. And and it's just it's just that simple. Well, Aaron, 
Alabama doesn't have any trouble getting it out of four and five stars. No, no. that's because Nick Saban doesn't allow this crap to happen. That's the thing. You you either it's it's one of two problems, and I'll I'll get to the comments right now. And Magic says that you know there's a culture problem at OU. So he's either he he's not looking hard enough into the character of the guys that he's recruiting, which is possible, or he's just not making them do what they need to be doing. He's yeah. letting them run wild, letting them make decisions, afraid to piss them off, things yeah. like that. And I think that's that's kind of become just the, the, the growing issue. It's one of the two things. OU yeah. has more talent than Baylor, and oh, I don't yeah. think it's close. And you don't have to you, – you, you, could, you could disagree with you all you want, but you're not going to convince me. They well, don't have I'm the toughness. That, but if you watch the game Saturday, you couldn't tell it. Oh, you absolutely could tell it when we were dominating them on the line of scrimmage both 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 ways in the first half and couldn't do anything with it. I mean, yeah. Baylor could do nothing, but you know what they did? They made one little adjustment. Yeah. And they ran the quarterback in the second yeah. half, and, and we, we looked like we had never seen a quarterback no. run ever. No. Because that's what teams do. So I guess I mean we you know, it's just like oh you was dominating, Baylor just oh you did nothing. Yep, true. Yeah, and oh you didn't adjust offensively at all. And here's the deal. But And I agree with Mark says between NIL and transferring and the players are becoming more entitled and that's bad for college football. Here's the deal. The transfer portals make it so easy to replace guys. So, if it, sure, you may lose guys if you make them mad. You can yeah. go out and get different guys. Look yeah. at what OU's done. The transfer portal has been amazing. So, to me, if guys aren't doing what they're supposed to do, just run them off. I mean, yeah. you can always go get more. So, look at Michigan State. Most of their team came from the transfer portal. Yeah. Absolutely. So you think OU needs some help? Well, uh, I would think they could get some players. So well, they got they got a list of guys probably right now that's wanting in. Yeah. Now this transfer portal's bullshit, though. Well, it, it is. It, it's made it difficult, but it has. At the same time, I don't. I I actually disagree because uh, the the head coach can go any damn where he wants. The well, you can point. go anywhere they want. They go anywhere. They get paid millions of dollars. They go to any school and flip everyone. And they, you know, they've recruited you for three years and then they're out of there the minute well, you get it, there. But the player right. can't transfer. Come on, I think that's bullshit. I think well, it's a terrible statement by you. I think, I think, I think well, the player I should think, be able to leave. I think they can transfer, but they they shouldn't be eligible immediately. Why? Okay, so the coach should leaves and he can't be eligible for a year. Yeah, that's just that's you can argue that either way. So there's no know, argument. If 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 a guy is doesn't want to be there, leave. Well, okay, he can leave, but he he shouldn't be eligible immediately. Remember, he made a commitment to that school, and when you make the commitment, you got to take in consideration the coach might leave. You have to take that in consideration. Oh. It's crazy. I'm not going to, I'm not even getting into that. That is a, a crazy comment. Well, I, it's not because <laughs> it's just like this NIL thing and all this crap. These guys wanting all this extra money. They get everything else given to them when they're there. I, I just don't agree with them being any different than any other college student. I just don't. Well, the last time I, you want to talk about being the same as a college student. If I'm going to Missouri Southern and I want to transfer to Pitt State, I don't have to sit out a year to study. <laughs> so 
I mean, the, the, you're this you're going down a road that's crazy. Well, that's fine. But these anyway. coaches are sitting there making two, three million dollars. They're making a commitment. They've made a commitment to that kid that they're going to be there, and they've recruited him for two and three years, and then they leave, and the kid can't leave. I mean, that's craziness to me. Yeah. Um, it's, I, just, I, it's a it's. I will listen to you a little bit, <laughs> but the one point you did make that I do agree with is if you're worried about these kids leaving your program, then you got a problem because you can't worry about that. If they don't want to be there, then get them the hell out of there. Yeah. You know, well, I heard, I heard him commenting, Oh God, he's going to make Caleb Williams mad when he took him out. And now he's going to leave too. Well, I can't, I, I can't even fathom as a coach, even thinking about that. No, I can't no. even. You bench players all the time when they're not playing well. Are, are these kids so soft that they can't see that? I, I mean, at OU, it feels like they are. I do too. I, that's the problem. That's and I don't problem. feel like it's. I, I watch other teams, and I'm pretty. I'm not as connected to other teams as I am OU, but I'm pretty connected to college football. I know about a lot of situations with the big programs. I just don't see this. No, I don't problems. either. <laughs> now, it could be that we are, we're listening to this crap on the radio because we follow them. The yeah. same thing could be happening at other places, too, that we don't know about. Yeah, that's possible. It's possible. Um, yeah, it is possible. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've missed a few comments here. I, I was going to get back to this one, Mark. Uh, this was a long time ago, Mark said about the field goal situation. So if you missed okay. it, yes, yes. It's 24 to 14. Baylor's running out the clock. They call timeout with three seconds left uh, for no reason. Uh, you know, when you're watching, it's like, oh, why'd they do that? That's weird. Their fans rush the field thinking the game's over. It's not. They pull everybody back. Baylor kicks a field goal, then the game ends. Turns out he's kicking a field goal in case there's tiebreakers. Margin right. of victory will then come into play, which very well could be a possibility. Possible. Um, that being said, once it was explained to me, I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. The way OU reacted to this, crybabying around about it, the way Lincoln Riley crybabied around about this, oh, my player's safety, and I can't believe he did this, and there's a code of sportsmanship. My God. I, I, I can't – I cannot think of uh, coming across any more soft than this. No. No, it's embarrassing to the University of Oklahoma to act like act like that. You just yeah. got your butt kicked. Yeah. You know, you should have got beat worse than what the score was anyway. So just suck it up, take it like a man, and get off the field. Yeah. Yeah. Get your players out there, quit crybabying around, and get the hell out of there. That's what you know. lots and all this is too. When they scored to make it 24 14, yeah. we got a personal foul penalty, unsportsmanlike conduct on the yeah. extra point. Which get, made us have to kick off from what the twenty? Yeah. And of course, we were going to kick an onside kick. Yeah. Of course, we couldn't get it if we had to. They got it. Well, you don't get that fifteen yard penalty. They may never be down there in that situation to kick a field goal anyway. I mean, it, theoretically, yeah, that, that's that's definitely true. Um, so yeah, and again, I and I'll uh, you know lose with class, win with class. Yeah, I mean, you're ridiculous. To, it is making an ass out of yourself. Uh, you know. And yeah. I, Get on there and don't even mention it. Well, they ask him about it. say, yeah, that's just what happened. We played like crap, and that's the end of the story. Yeah. But no, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it. There's a code. 
There's right. this sportsmanship code. Yeah. Really? I never heard that before. Yeah. I, I, it might I be mean, in Mighty Mites, Pee Wee, something like that. Yeah. This is big boy football, Lincoln. Yeah. You're supposed to be the coach of the University of Oklahoma. You arrogant bastards are going to the SEC next year. Good luck with that, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, Lincoln Riley won't survive unless some things change. And I think Lincoln Riley is a fantastic offensive coach. I know they he scored is. 14 points and it was, a, I don't care. I think he's a fantastic offensive he coach. Is. I think he's a fantastic offensive game planner. He's a good person too. I agree, but his program is a mess and it's in decline and that's a fact and they're going to have to they're going to have to make changes. I think he's capable, but they're going to have to make changes. Uh, you know, there's just no doubt about so, it. Here's what's going to happen. There's going to be some coaches fired. I'll yeah. bet cuz there's a good chance he's going to get the crap beat out of him in Stillwater. Yep. And when that happens, they won't stand for that. Oh, you, oh, the fans won't stand for that. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be some, there's going to be some changes uh, made. No question about it. Uh, we've seen it before. Bob Stoops, uh, you know, had a great program and he let it slip a little bit, fired yes. some coaches and got it right back up to where it was. Um, you know, mostly Lincoln Riley. That <laughs> was a big reason why uh, they kind of got back, and, and a guy named yeah. Baker Mayfield. Did yeah, that. let's 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 kind of end it with this. The 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 group that needs to have the most blame put on them is the players. It's the players. They're not playing to their capability mm -hmm. for some reason. So they got to take some of the blame. We blame the coaches far too much. They're not. They're just not doing things. You know, and I hear people go, well, what kind of a play call was that? When you call a pass play at OU, there's four and five options. Yeah. And just because he doesn't – or the pass is incomplete doesn't mean it was a bad play call. The quarterback may not have got the ball to the right uh, receiver. There, there, should be, there might be a guy wide open. He didn't see him. So yeah. there's so much stuff going on here that that is, you know – Oh, I they got to make plays. They got as far make. as play calling or or game planning, all that. I don't blame the, the coaches. No, I don't get it. Not having them ready to play is where exactly. I'm at. I agree. I mean, about that. Totally, you're That's right. They have to take responsibility. You drop back to pass. Quarterback's got to make the play. You know, it's not very often that ball's predetermined on screens and things like that. Yes, yeah. but most of OU's passes, you drop back and you've got options and you got to make the right read and make the right throw. And then you got to hit a guy. And by the way, he couldn't, I mean, they had guys open and he couldn't hit them. I mean, that was the other thing. He just, he, he, he struggled. Was so. He was bad. He was the start of the whole problem. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't move the ball because if they get a couple scores early, like they usually do, and then they're up and they, you know, they probably yeah. win that game, but let's go on. We're boring these people. Yep. All right. We'll move on. Uh, we had a good game Thursday night. We'll start with that one. Uh, well, I'll just quickly kind of go through some of these. Don't sure. need to be talked about much. Pittsburgh defeated uh, North Carolina 30 uh, to 23. So Pittsburgh, you know, and in overtime, it was a, it was a really good game. Like we thought it would be. And we'll move on. Uh, Cincinnati picked up a 45-28 win over South Florida. It still wasn't impressive, really. Um, but it's a win. They didn't really have to sweat it out. They they look like winners pretty much the whole time there. Right. They do. Um, we'll talk about – we'll stop this one for a minute. Georgia goes to Tennessee. This game, I'm not going to say it was tight. It really wasn't. But it was close for a little bit. 
boy, Georgia, man, they they just turn it on and they just kick your ass. And Tennessee had success early, and then they just could not move the ball. No, I tell you, Georgia is more impressive each week. I think their offense is getting better too. They just do what they have to do to kick you, and that's it's that you know what Tennessee scored ten points real early. Yep. Yeah, and look what they ended up with, 17. They were stuck on 10 for a long time. Um, Georgia is really, really good. I don't see anybody close to them. That doesn't mean they can't get beat because anything can happen. But, wow, they look very, very good. And, yeah. you know, they're just they're – they're a lock for the playoffs now pretty much. They got Georgia Tech and Charleston Southern, I think, this week. Yeah. They're going to be 12-0. Um, they're in, even if yeah. they lose the SEC championship game, they're in. Yep, they're in, deservingly so. By the way, Martin is 2-0 and giving out parlays. I'm going to read this one out real quick for everybody. Okay, yeah. Uh, he's got the Atlanta Hawks money line, the Rams money line, and the under, and then Los Angeles Lakers money line. 14 parlay, Martin 2-0, and giving out picks live. So anybody watching live, let's see if he can make it 3-0. Yeah. Go bet it, go bet it, people. Tonight. All right. Uh, Alabama wins 59 to three over New Mexico State. Uh, Oregon picked up a big 38 24 win over Washington State. I thought this one was an interesting game. A lot of people thought Purdue might hang in there, might give them a game, might, you know, maybe, maybe put them on upset alert. No. Ohio State wins 59 to 31. That was their most impressive win, in my opinion. I, I, even more so than uh, Penn State because they didn't beat Penn State very bad. Uh, probably a complete game from them. A little concerning about giving up 31 points. I know they're a little concerned about their uh, uh, defense. Uh, they play Michigan State this week, and that's going to be a shootout, I think. Both teams can score. You know, I think I think they're 20-point favored in that game. So, yeah, it's down to a two-game season for Ohio State. Well, three, because yeah. you got to count the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, because Wisconsin is playing a little better, and they might be able to give Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, whoever gets in there, might be able to give them a game. We'll see what happens. Uh, Of course, Wisconsin still got to win two more as well. Speaking of Michigan, 21-17. Boy, I got to tell you, I thought Penn State had them. Uh, Michigan gets a late touchdown. Somehow a tight end gets loose. It's just stumbling down the sideline, and nobody (laughs) can catch him until the very end. Michigan wins at 20 to 17. Huge win for the Wolverines. Biggest win of the week. Yeah, uh, I for sure. They the look beat. They did. And now they got a shot. And uh got to watch it this week. Trap game. Got to go to Maryland. Maryland's yep. good enough to score points. You know, if Michigan's looking ahead to Ohio State, that could be a bad one for them. So I don't think they will be. I think they'll be okay. But uh that was a huge win. Yeah, there is a huge win for Michigan. And like I said, I, I you talk about Maryland. We'll go right back down to them. They went to Michigan State and got beat pretty badly, 40-21. to 21. Good bounce-back win uh, for Michigan State. Now they've got their huge tests, obviously, with Ohio State. We'll see what happens there. But, you know, these three teams, Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, they all control their own destiny. They do. Out, and you're going to be in the playoffs. So. That's right. Uh, it's all, like I said, it's three-game season for all of them. It's all right ahead of them. Um, we'll move on. Notre Dame, there they are. They win again, 28-3. to three. How about this? They held Virginia to three points. Um, I know we weren't surprised Notre Dame won. Were you shocked by the score, though? Oh, totally shocked. 
I thought that would be a tough game for them. Dominated from the start. They're getting better like they do. They're pretty much a cinch at 11-1. and one. I think they have Georgia Tech this week. How about Georgia Tech? They finished with Notre Dame and uh, Georgia. That's quite a quite a duo to finish with. And then they've got uh, Stanford on the road. Mm-hmm. I don't see Stanford beating them. So they're looking at 11-1. They don't have a conference championship game to worry about losing. They could slip in there. They still have a shot if still, a lot of things happen. They're still a dark horse there. I think they got a shot to get in it as well. Uh, how about this? Oklahoma State, 63-17 to 17 win over TCU. Hey, guys, remember that Baylor team that was supposed to be so good that beat Oklahoma? They lost to TCU last week. And I bet you money. We'll talk about this on Thursday. I bet you money. Baylor goes up to those really tough Kansas State Wildcats this week. I bet Kansas State kicks their ass. I really think I'm going to pick that as one of my locks. Anyway, Oklahoma State wins 63-17. Uh, all of a sudden, the favorites, if, o- if OSU wins out, are they in the college football playoff? They have a shot. I don't – if Cincinnati if – it, if it goes the way we are looking at it right now, where Georgia is in, uh, the – Big Ten teams have one loss. Oregon goes ahead and only loses one. And Cincinnati finishes undefeated. I don't think they take Oklahoma State over an undefeated Cincinnati. I really don't. Now, they do need to have Oklahoma in uh, the championship game to where they can beat them twice. Yeah. But the way it stands to me, if Baylor wins out, and Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma, they're going to play Baylor, not yep. Oklahoma. Yep. So that's not going to be able to happen. Oh, don't worry. Those, those Kansas State, those tough, tough Kansas State Wildcats will be well, a good, good, good Baylor okay. team this week. Um, <laughs> the thing with Oklahoma State, they are they got the uh, bullseye on their back now. Yeah. They are the favorites. They don't play well in that situation. And they don't play well at Texas Tech. And that's where they go this week. So, yeah, yeah. We'll eye see. on that one. We'll see if they can handle it. And um, I'll tell you something: when OU and OSU mean something, OSU rarely, rarely wins that game. I'm just gonna just saying. I know everybody thinks OU is gonna go out there and get blown out. Very rarely in my lifetime has OU got blown out by OSU. It's happened one time in 38 years of me <laughs> me being alive. So, I'm just saying. <laughs> don't think that's a lock because it's not. Uh, all right. Ole Miss gets a huge win, 29 to 19 over Texas AM. A lot of people are like, oh, Texas AM, they could slip in that SEC title game. Eh, nope, nope, not going to happen. Ole Miss wins 29 to 19. Did you believe that? AM cannot win a game they have to. It's just that simple. Win. What a huge win for, uh, for Ole Miss. I think that's the biggest win I can remember for them Yep. in a long, long time. They've got a real shot to go 10 and 2. Yeah, Vanderbilt uh, this week, and then they got the big one with Mississippi State, which won't be easy. But what a season for them. Great year. Yep, yep, great. And you're right. Anytime A&M gets the expectation level up yep. high or the pressure on them, then they, then they lose. Yep. yep. So pretty pretty incredible. Uh, Wake Forest gets a 45-42 win over North Carolina State. That's going to put Wake Forest most likely, unless they fall apart, in the ACC championship game. So a great year. Yep. Uh, for Wake Forest. Got to win one more. Got to win one more. Yeah, yeah, and they should be able to do that. Uh, 
How about this? Auburn gets ahead 28-3. to wow. This game looks like it's over. Mississippi State storms back and wins this one, 43-34. to Is this more about Mississippi State, you know, hitting their stride, or is this an Auburn team that's just not very good? I think it's a little bit of both. I heard today, now I, this is the first I'd heard of it, uh, Bo Nix is out for the season. Yeah. Did he? When did he get hurt in that game? He got hurt on the second to last drive. Okay. He was not a factor in them losing this one. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was a great comeback from Mississippi State. And I like Mississippi State because I like Leach. I think he's funny. I think he's a great coach too. Mm-hmm. And that's a big, big win for them. They should be seven and three, you know, because they got screwed out of that one game. Yeah. Um, six and four. I forget who they play this week. I think it's somebody they can beat. I think it's like, yeah, they they play a a, 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 like a dummy team and then they play uh, Mississippi on. So they're looking eight and four, seven and five. By the way, the egg bowl on Thanksgiving, that's a, that's a can't miss game. That's right. That'll be a great football game. A hell of a game between two really good teams as well. I don't know if they're both really good, but they're both good. They're good. Um, yeah, and Dennis, Dennis says NCAA football looks so blah outside of Georgia. You're right. It oh, really there's no doubt. Um, Wisconsin, like I said, they won 35 to 7. How about Iowa? They won 27 to 22. <laughs> That's win number eight for Iowa. Yeah. Um, San Diego State beats Nevada 23-21. Um, good win. Yeah, good win for San Diego State. And a good win for uh, UTSA, Texas San Antonio, one of three undefeated teams left. They beat Southern Miss 27-17. That was a tough game for them. Mm-hmm. Southern Mississippi's terrible. Yes. They yeah. got the big one this week. They've got UAB, and that's a pretty good football team. I got a feeling they were looking ahead uh, to them. You notice these teams like UTSA, like Cincinnati – those games start to get tighter, even yeah. when they're playing teams that aren't very good because that pressure mounts and they're yes. not used to it. Never been um, in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But a big win for them. They'll probably move up a little bit. Uh, we had uh, Utah go to Arizona and went 38 to 29. That sets up that Utah Oregon game this week that we'll talk about on Thursday. And then finally, Arkansas goes to overtime against LSU and wins it 16 to 13. Uh, Arkansas with a big victory. How about that? The Hogs are now seven and three. Seven and three, got Missouri and Alabama left. Have they got Alabama this week? You give them any chance? No, but no. I think I think they can be competitive. I'm a little surprised LSU played as well as they did in that game. They fought it. They did, and I didn't think they would. So I don't think Arkansas's got enough offense to beat Alabama. I don't think they can score enough. I think that's going to be ultimately the problem. I think they can keep it close. I think Arkansas will go fight it at Alabama. Yeah, I just, they will. They're just not. They just can't really. Match you know, they up. play decent at times down there. Yeah, they do. When they have a decent team. Yeah. They played pretty well down there. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I I, I agree. Um, uh, sh- uh, should have smashed Louisville. Forgot they retired Lamar's jersey and they beat the holy hell out of Ricky's cues. Yeah, how about that game? I saw the score. I always check the Syracuse score and the Louisville yeah. score. Wow. Yeah, I I would I I check Louisville because of Dennis. I do too. And Syracuse because of Ricky too. <laughs> and Syracuse has been playing good. Yeah. And that's uh, there must have been some turnovers or something maybe in that game. 
Yeah, I didn't watch it, but I I, I looked at the score and thought, oh my god, that's yeah. that's terrible. And I looked at yeah. I think Louisville, they're five and five. I think they'll go to a bowl. They play somebody kind of weak this week, and then they got it's Kentucky. Kentucky. And I think that's a, kind of a toss up game. So yeah, that's a rivalry game that could go either way. Yeah, let me look up. Hold on here for for Dennis's sake. Let's uh, Louisville has uh, they go to Duke Thursday night. Um. And they then should. they have Kentucky at home. So they could beat Kentucky. I think they'll go six and six. I do too, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So they could beat Kentucky too. They could. I think that's a toss up yeah. game. Yeah. Dennis, we all should go. We all should go to that Kentucky Louisville game. I think that's. I'm going to pass, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One last thing in college football. Mark brings it up. Wyoming covered the spread at Boise State. That shocked me still. Five and five, no passing game this year. Wasted a 4 0 start. So, bad beat of the UL. Well, maybe not of the year because there's been some bad ones. But how about this? It's that there's no time. There's basically time for a one play. And, they're, and Wyoming's down. I can't remember those. I think it was 23 to seven. And so, Boise has it covered. And, and Wyoming throws like a little five yard pass and broke it all the way for the touchdown. Oh, and Wyoming covered. <laughs> sounds like what's happening to me every week. I know. <laughs> no, this yeah. has to work during that game. All right. Let's move on to the NFL. We'll do this because in about 45 minutes, they're going to kick off. Monday Night Football, the Rams at the 49ers. Uh, the Rams 7-2, 49ers 3-5. and 5. 49ers desperately need a win. Rams got to bounce back from a terrible effort last week. Well, not I mean not terrible, but an effort where they got beat at home against the Tennessee. Rams are a three-and-a-half point favorite. Where are you leaning on this Monday Night game? You asking me to pick an NFL game? <laughs> <laughs> it's been difficult. Yeah, logic doesn't work. Nothing, nothing works. You know, I, it, the 49ers were god awful last week. Lost to Colt McCoy at home. They're pretty much dead in the water. Rams have everything to play for. Logic says they're going to win. You know, three and a half. I think that's a very low line. Uh, is Odell Beckham Jr. going to screw him up? Maybe. <laughs> I, I'll do what Martin says. Pick the under. I got it, Martin. I'm going with you. Yeah, the under, uh, the, the total here is 50 and a half, and, yeah, and, like and the under is part of Martin's uh, parlay. I, I will say this. The Rams 27 and a half team total, I think the Rams get that. I think, I think, but by th- I, even though I say that as I stutter, even though I say that, I think Martin, you're right. I think it's like a 28 to 10, 28 to 17 type of game that gets you the under. So, uh, but I do think the Rams are going to bounce back and score a little bit here. Um, well, Den- Dennis likes the Niners. Yeah, yeah. And Dennis, I'm not going to argue with you on these pro games. I don't think the Niners are very good, and that's why I think that line. I think if the Rams play like they're capable, they should cover that. Mm-hmm. That's that's just my thinking. I'm just not very high on the Niners, but after the last couple of weeks, shoot, I'm not surprised by anything. Yeah, no, I I know. And, and Martin says, "Why?" <laughs> um, I, the the line is odd for sure. It seems like the Rams should should be favored by a lot more than that. But the Monday Night Football game at home, it's a, it's a rivalry too. That's an old rivalry. Yeah. The Rams. I think and- thinks the 49ers will blow the Rams out. Well, he thinks it'll blow the reins out. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. I, should I be a fun game. Um, Rams, Rams have been a fun team to watch at times. So, that seems. yeah. Uh, hey, here's another thing: the Cardinals got beat. 
Mm-hmm. Rams moved back into a first place tie. So it's huge for them. Yeah, it really is big. And Mark says pro football <laughs> makes as much sense as calculus <laughs> three for me this year. Beat the tough opponent, then lose to the cupcake. Yeah, and it, maybe that yeah. trend continues. Well, Mark um, is smart enough not to take calculus <laughs> or trigonometry. I don't ever take anything I can't pronounce, so yeah. I didn't take trigonometry. Um, I, speaking of losing to the cupcake, <laughs> the Ravens go to Miami uh, Thursday night. We talked about this game Thursday. Uh, 22 to 10, the Dolphins beat the Ravens. It, I mean – it, was it ever really in doubt? Like the Dolphins seem like they had this thing under control the whole night. You would have really score and put them. You would have thought they were the six, you would have thought they were the six and two team. Yeah, they played their tail ends off. Their defense played great in that. I was so impressed with how they played, and they had nothing to play for. Then they just rose up and they kicked their. T- it was pretty funny actually. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it was hilarious. And, and we're laughing about Ricky's Syracuse orange. Uh, we could also ra- uh, laugh about uh, Ricky's. <laughs> well, I was Ravens. About, yeah. I was thinking about Ricky the whole time. It was yeah, Ricky and you love Lamar and he really didn't have any help. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Lamar didn't have a lot of help and, and he, he didn't look great in this game and I don't blame him really. He just, they just oh. were awful in this one. And yeah, the Dolphins. Hey, they're three and seven. Like I said, they're the sleeper team. They're going to win out. Actually, if you look at the Dolphins' uh, schedule, they have a legitimate shot to win like four or five in a row here. So we'll they're, peak, they're peaking at the right time. <laughs> so Lamar was partying back in Florida. That's possible. They look like they they certainly uh, look like that. Um, all right, talk about team that didn't lose to a cupcake this week. Dallas bounced back, forty-three to three. So, I mean, what was that last week? Just totally didn't show up. Yeah, it's just weird. They did. They did this week. And, yeah, uh, it was thirty-six to three at the half. Yeah, yeah, they they were ready to go. Yeah, they were awesome in this game. CD Land, my gosh, he might be a Pro Bowler. This guy is oh, having a hell of a year. I mean. If he's not, the Associated Press writers are the one doing the picking. That's for sure. <laughs> that's right. Could not be. <laughs> well, speaking of not to bag on Ricky, but we'll will one more time. He told me at Saratoga during the Travers, uh, Jared and I said, "CD Lamb probably going to be a Pro Bowler this year. He's got all the talent in the world." And Ricky said, "There's no chance that's going to happen." So, <laughs> <laughs> well, doesn't look good. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, move on. Uh, a lot of people thought the Saints would pull the upset here. The Saints do cover. That's the good news. So if you bet the Saints, you, you, you do uh, get the you get the bet cash. But they lose 23-21. This is a pretty good game. Um, Saints had to kind of score late. And they made it 23-21. They go for two. They don't get it. The Titans, man, they're now 8-2. and two. They just keep winning. They're just a tough bunch. They really are very resilient. Uh, I'm really impressed with them. I still think they're gonna it's gonna get them before it's over with, but that was a good win. I mean, the Saints played pretty good. Yep. And uh came down to the two point conversion, they didn't get it. So eight and two. They're a lock for the division, that's for sure. No doubt. And I want to ask Dennis this question because the uh, Dennis chimes in Saints, Titans under 44 and a half, and I survived. So let me ask you, Dennis, because you're a Saints fan. It's 23 to 21. <laughs> Saints are going for two. If they get it, they've got the game tied and they've got a shot to win it. If they get it, you lose your bet. What are you rooting for? What's yeah, Dennis. 
your fandom or your money? I really, I'm really interested to hear the answer. Yeah, Dennis, come on. <laughs> um, the Colts beat the Jaguars in a game that was closer than I'm, a lot of people probably expected. The Colts do win 23-17. Unpopular take. If if the Jaguars will leave Urban Meyer alone, and if Urban Meyer's in it, his heart's in it, I think he can get the Jaguars going next probably year. Too. I don't, I don't have any doubts. I, I think they're happen. getting better. I think he's learning the NFL. If they'll leave him alone, the media leave him alone, and he his heart's really in it. I think, yeah. I think they'll get him back. So he has won everywhere he's been. Yeah, and he's got the pro kind of mind. I think uh, he's been around, won in a lot of different places. I think he will, he will succeed too if. You give him a chance. It's going to take a while to rebuild that. He's got the quarterback. There's no doubt in my mind that guy's going to be good one of these days. Yeah. So he's got the he's got the piece there. Then he's got to just build around it. But they are not playing bad. Nope. Nope. They're not. And their end games are competitive, and that's 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 good. Uh, Martin says he would root for the money. He says you will stay a fan, but you don't want to be a broke fan. <laughs> well, Martin, this is the reason I don't bet on my teams. Yeah. Teams I like, I will not bet them because I'm not going to sit there and root against them. Yeah. I mean, it is it is what it is. Uh, uh, Dennis says, yeah. okay, if it wasn't the Saints, I would have been cheering for defense of any other team I like. So there you go. But the Saints, I guess, that's kind of like your your big team. So yeah. it's, it's definitely a, a rough way to go there, Dennis. I'm sorry Crazy. you were put in that situation. But at least you made money. So as Martin says, you're still a fan, but you're not a broke fan. So that's good. <laughs> uh, that's that's really well said. Uh, all right, let's move on. I'll throw uh, Mark's comment up here now. New England might be the sneaky pick to win their division this year, Mark says. Uh, they have the Bills twice and Buffalo struggling at time. Mac Jones is maturing in a hurry. I put that up there as we talk about the Patriots blowing out the Browns 45 to 7. Browns are a dumpster fire one week, and then they're okay another week. Then they play really good, and then they're a dumpster fire. Forget about them. Let's talk about the Patriots. I, I got I got red and and, and and blue on right now. I'm adopting the Patriots. They're my I, mark. They're my pick to win that division. I think they're a sleeper for the Super Bowl. Well, I always have liked the Patriots. I know, and I've gotten made fun of because no one likes them because they win. Yeah. <laughs> Why else? I mean, everybody says they cheat. Uh, bullshit. Anyway, so they win. And is there a better coaching staff in the league? Nope. No, I don't think so either. Uh, but they're playing really, really well. Um, Mark is exactly right. Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about it before we went on the air. They got Buffalo twice left. And you said last week the Bills have trouble with them. They got a shot. Now, they got to they gotta keep winning. They got to go to Atlanta, and it's one of those tricky Thursday night games this week. And, you know, mm -hmm. we've had some wild stuff happen on these Thursday night games. That's one that would really be worrying me. Uh, so they got to go there, and then they got Tennessee before they ever play Buffalo. So, you know what? If they win those two and they're eight and four, they got a shot. I think yeah. they're going to make the playoffs. You know, I, I think – I'm not gonna. They're not. I'm not gonna pick them to win the Super Bowl. Um, no, no. They're. If you want to bet a sleeper, I think they're a good one because I do think they're gonna make the playoffs. Um, I think they're. I think they can beat Buffalo. I, the problem. 
is they dropped that game to Miami. We talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago. A game like that is a killer when you're trying to chase yeah. down a team like Buffalo, who's pretty damn good. Yeah. I think if the Patriots were sitting there at seven and three, not only would we say, hey, they could win the division, they would be in front of the division. That yeah. Miami game is keeping them from being number one in that division. I, I talked to uh, Heather's family, big time New England fans. I talked to them uh, last time I was up there. I can't remember when that was even. It was right after the Tampa Bay game. And they were kind of down because, you know, they could have won and they just didn't get the job done. And I told them, I said, they're building something. It's mm-hmm. coming. You got to be patient. And here they are with a, with a real good uh, chance, yeah. uh, like I said, to make the playoffs and make an impact. And they, they just – it was men against boys in that game yesterday. Oh, it was. And, you know, I'm a big Browns fan, but I found myself rooting for New England yesterday. Yeah. I, I I had a – because I did, I just think New England's got a better chance to do something than the Browns do. Yep. The Browns have got so many injuries. They've had so many distractions. Yep. Uh, Mayfield's hurt. He needs to He needs to sit out. He's not helping him because he can't play. He's yep. hurt. And this is a really good point. Mark says that almost every team's got a bad loss in the NFL this year. So right. And New England getting hot at the right time for Believe sure. Uh, I, I Listen, I like watching this New England team play. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They're sound fundamentally. They've got a very solid defense. They've got a young quarterback every week. You see him getting a little better. They can run the football. I just like watching them play. Um so I, I'm, I'm excited to, to see what they do the rest of the year. Uh, we'll move on. The Bills beat the Jets, so they they, they survive that. Uh, the, the Jets, who have been upsetters to a couple of pretty good teams this year, uh, the Bills get it done 45-17. Like I said, Bills-Patriots could be on a collision course. Oh, boy, this game I want to talk about. <laughs> the Fighting Magic Lions taking on <laughs> – Magic, Magic says we don't have to mention that one game at yes, all. We could just skip it. So here's what's funny. The Lions and Steelers play to a 16-16 tie. Magic's two favorite teams are the Lions and the Steelers. No, they play each other right. and he doesn't get a win from either one. Oh, I, that's right. <laughs> now, did either team have a chance to score in overtime? Oh, my God. Either two, they had 100 chances to oh, score. Oh, they did? Did they miss field goals? Or? Yes, Detroit missed a field goal. That I mean, it wasn't a chip shot, but, I mean, my goodness, an NFL kicker could make it. And not only did he miss it, it wasn't even close. Oh, God. <laughs> and then Pittsburgh had, like, 27 chances with decent field position and never could do it, or they would fumble, or they would get wow. stopped. It was awful. Well, look at the bright side. The Lions aren't going to be the first and only team to go 0-17 and 17 in the <laughs> In the NFL. I think they went 0-16 once, didn't they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, excuse, maybe they should have added 0-17 to their record, you know. They'd go down in history. <laughs> uh, tie for, uh, this is, this is, I knew the comments would be great. <laughs> a tie for the Lions is like a win. Martin at Detroit in a parlay plus 200. That's... <laughs> I'm telling you, he's a parlay queen, a king now. I'm telling you, <laughs> he's a parlay queen king. Yeah, <laughs> we even <laughs> magic says uh, we even suck at being the worst. We can't even go zero and seventeen now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you suck at everything. And the bad thing is, magic, you really needed your Steelers to win. 
Martin you know, says I mean, he's the parlay guru, not the king or the queen. He's okay, I agree with you, Martin. <laughs> oh, funny stuff. Both uh, Mark says both teams had running backs that admitted they didn't even know the NFL could <laughs> play to a tie. <laughs> Is that true? Yes, I know that because I own uh, Najee Harris in, in the fantasy league, and I I keep up with them, and he's having a really good year, by the way. Oh, Najee's yeah, a good player. Good. And uh, anyway, I, I read that quote from him. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Isn't that funny that those players don't know? They don't know. Well, I think everybody they just they're just shocked. Like, what the tie? You know. <laughs> ah, it was uh, great. That's was hilarious. Great. Uh, yeah, that was an entertaining. It, it's funny because the game wasn't on here, but I, I have it on Red Zone, and they showed most of that overtime, and it's just like. Okay, the Lions have it at the 40 yard line, and then they're punting from the 42. And then it's like, okay, <laughs> the Steelers have it from the 40 yard line, and they're fumbling. And it's just, <laughs> uh, just incredible. Incredible. All right. Uh, remember when Mark said some teams are losing to cupcakes? And this goes cupcake here. How about this one? The defending Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 19. The Washington football team, 29. They win 29 to 19. Could you believe this one? No, I can't. Uh, this second game in a row, Brady has thrown a couple of interceptions, not played real well. The kicker on this was they were coming back and they needed to stop. And what Washington ran out the last 10 minutes of the game, I think. As Mark said, Washington had the most impressive game and he drive 19 plays, 11 minutes. minutes. They got to a fourth down a couple of times. They got to third and mediums many, many times that they would just get six yards if they needed five. They'd get yeah. eight yards if they needed seven. It was unbelievable. So I guess maybe instead of worrying about Brady, maybe, maybe Tampa needs to be worried about their defense. I, 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 They've had defensive problems all year. So I see where their coach flat blasted them after the game. And I thought that was great. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. He don't take nothing off of him, and he let him have it after the game. So, so you mean a guy that coaches all these veterans and a guy like Tom Brady blasts them, and then a guy that coaches 18, 19, 20-year-old kids is worried about their safety. Yeah. <laughs> get yeah. them off the field. Don't let them get that field goal. He's scared. And you, think, and you, you wonder why OU has a culture problem. Yeah. That's right. Think about that a little bit. All right, let's move on. Uh, Dennis said, next three games are cupcakes. Here's game two of the cupcake. I will say this, Dennis. Uh, the Panthers win, by the way, 34 to 10 on the road at Carolina or against the, the Cardinals. And they just beat the hell out of them. Cam Newton scores two touchdowns. He was unemployed when we did the show last week. He scores two touchdowns in this game. Colt McCoy comes back to earth uh, for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, in a big, big, big way. Uh, he, he He's not that good. He played really good last week. He didn't hear. Dennis says, I'm back. That's right. Cam is back. 34-10. You know, I was surprised by the score. Yes. I, but I wasn't surprised the Cardinals got beat here. It just, well, to me, it, the NFL, it seems like when you have to play the backup but yeah. for the second week, yeah. they usually come down to earth. Yeah, with Murray not playing. That makes it gives them a little bit of a break, uh, an excuse, I guess. Uh, now, do you want to bet Carolina next week with Cam, or you want to you want to <laughs> back off of that? Well, no, I think I think Cam. Uh, it's funny they asked Cam and said, "How many how many plays did you know?" Because PJ Walker played most of the game. They put Cam into the goal line and they said, "How yeah. many plays did you plays you know?" He said, "I knew the two that scored the touchdowns." <laughs> 
but he's back. <laughs> yeah, he's back. Oh, God. Just score your touchdown with some class there, Camo. <laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 I came to expect what happened was going to happen. Oh, yeah. I wasn't surprised. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Another game. The big winner this week was the Chiefs, and not only because they won, and we're going to talk about that in a second, but Denver lost, uh, and then the Chargers lost at home to the Vikings. The Vikings finally get one of these close games, and they win it. Um, boy. The Chargers, remember on this show, and a lot of people commenting, one just uh, stuff. the Chargers, man, they could be a sleeper to really make yep. some noise. They may not make the playoffs now. They're five yeah. and four. <laughs> what, what has happened to our Chargers? They're the Chargers. <laughs> they do. How many times have, have we have it, We said, when are they going to be the Chargers? Well, they've turned into them. You can't trust them. I do want to comment on the Vikings. Is there a team that's any more resilient than them? No. Okay, I found this on the web for Is There a Tennis Any More Resilient Than Them? Check it out. What is that? <laughs> that just Somehow Papa Dude has activated his Siri am, on his computer. I did, I'm just sitting here. I'm just sitting here. I never did anything. It's the third time that's done that. Anyway, I thought the Vikings would lay an egg. <laughs> that might have been awesome to you, Curtis, but I don't know why that happened. Would somebody please enlighten me? I never touched anything on this computer. This is why a lot of people watch the show to see what Papa Dude will do. <laughs> I didn't do anything. That's I don't even have to ask the dumb question to get it out of him this way. He did it himself. So. Well, anyway, but the Vikings, as I was saying before Siri came on here for some reason, I thought they'd just go out there and get killed. They had COVID problems and, and they were losing these close games. Unbelievable. That was a great win. <laughs> I'm glad I can give you all such a thrill. <laughs> Magic says, I'm walking the dogs and thought I, I pocket bumped something. <laughs> uh, Martin says, the Chargers are the Hardys. I don't, I don't know what that means. Martin. I have to figure that one out. Uh, Mark says, Siri, is the AP full full of shit? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, the Chargers have come back down to earth to, to get back to, to business here. And you know what? It was kind of it's a it's a perfect situation of if the Vikings, if it's just a I mean, literally one or two things went differently in their season, they would be right there with a winning record, you know, you kind of competing for for maybe not maybe not the division, but a wild card for sure. And they came in there and like I said, they keep they just keep playing hard, they keep fighting, and the Chargers are choking, and the Vikings were able to beat them. So yep. Uh, big win for the Vikings. Maybe they can kind of get back in in that. Uh, all right, Eagles beat the Broncos. We talked about, hey, the Eagles they'll go, they'll play hard, even though they they traded Ertz and we thought, well, they might be done. They continue to play hard. They stopped the Broncos, thirty to thirteen. Hey, wouldn't you take Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma right now? Um, I sure would. <laughs> I sure would. He wouldn't stand for this shit that's going on down there. He's a leader. Yeah. To me, he's as he's played as he's done more for his team than anybody in the NFL right now. Yeah, he's the Eagles' offense. I mean, he's and they're they're playing pretty good. Do you think they'd win four games this soon? I didn't. I didn't. I they're sure tough didn't. out. You know, they can beat some people. Anyway, move on. I think Denver is not very good, and that played well. I do too. 
you still go 30, on the road and you're not very 13, good either. 30 to 13. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. You went on the road, you played well and you won a game. I mean, that's not hard. I mean, that's not easy to do in the NFL if you're good. So um, yeah, great, great win for the Eagles uh, there. Okay. Seahawks and the Packers. The Packers won by 17 points. I think I would have told you that. You go, yeah, that's, that's about right. Packers are, are darn good. We, we kind of thought the Seahawks could upset them. Seahawks get goose egg. Zero. Russell Wilson comes back and they get zero. 17 nothing Packers. I mean, were you shocked by this score? Yes. I thought the Seahawks were just pitiful on offense. That was as bad as I've seen an NFL team look. I mean, our Green Bay's playing really good on defense, but. Mm-hmm. Not that good. I mean, they they looked awful. I mean, just god awful. Because Green Bay wasn't much better. It's yep. three to nothing going into the the fourth quarter, and you know, it was that was that was one of the boringest games I've ever watched. Um, but Green Bay got the win, and I'm not sure Wilson's healthy. I'm not sure I, he just looked terrible. He looked bad. He looked really bad. And like I said, it was a game that you thought would be really exciting and it turned yeah. out to be really, really boring. Hey, when I saw it was snowing and everything, man, I said, oh, good. I can. I love watching it when it's snowing. It, uh, of course, it yeah. wasn't snowing until late in the game, but it snowed that morning. I was really looking forward to that. And then, yeah, that was a snoozer. It was definitely, definitely a snoozer. One game that if you were a Chiefs fan was not a snoozer, and it's time for Isaac. Isaac's been talking about, that, about, about the Chiefs in this chat here. He's pumped, and he should be. He's a big Chiefs fan, and he was definitely pumped to see the Chiefs win. 41-14 to 14 over the Raiders. Isaac says, what do you think about Mahomes throwing five touchdowns? Tyreek and Travis Kelsey having big performance. Are the Chiefs back? They kind of looked like their old selves last night. They sure did. And they're going to – I'm going to make this prediction. They're going to romp in this division. I really think so. I think this division is getting ready to just fall completely apart. Uh, say what you want to about Gruden. They miss him. Yeah. I think he's a pretty good coach. Yeah. He won a couple of games after he left, but they've they've lost two here. They didn't even show up last night. They just got thumped by the Chiefs. Chiefs looked like the Chiefs last night. And, you know, the Chiefs' defense is getting better. They're playing better. And, uh, hey, suddenly that game next week or this week, Dallas and Kansas City is a good one. By the way, the Chiefs are favored yeah. in that game. Yeah. So I think the Chiefs are getting ready to – they may not win next week. I wouldn't bet against them, but they may not. But I think they're getting ready to roll after that. Well, and and Martin said not a hard division to romp. And then Mark uh, is waiting to put up your comment here. I will now. Vegas has come back down to earth. The Chiefs look bad and still might win that division. Six and four, and they're in first. Five and five in last. And like I said, the Broncos are five and five, but they are a, a very shaky five and five. I don't really think anybody took the Raiders all that serious after, after the whole uh, Gruden debacle. The team that really has fallen the, the chargers i mean yes. the chargers looked really good and now they're behind kansas city so well, who's, this is what they've got left what the chiefs have left mm-hmm. okay after dallas they got dallas this week yeah they've they got to play denver twice well i i don't see any way denver beats them no they got vegas at home yep Wins. uh they they got to go to la but they're gonna beat the chargers they're gonna beat them yep yeah 
they got Pittsburgh at home. They're going to beat Pittsburgh. Yep. And they got to go to Cincinnati. Any doubt that they won't beat them? I think if the game is meaningful, they will win. Yeah. yeah. So let's say Dallas beats them. Their last six games are Denver twice, uh, Las Vegas and Kansas City, Pittsburgh and Kansas City. Got to go to the Chargers. Got to go to, to Cincinnati. I say they went all six. What is that? 12 and five. Uh-huh. They'll win the division by four games if they go 12 and five. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know that they'll win this week, but like you said, when you lay out the rest of those games, it doesn't matter. I think 10 and seven wins the division. Yeah, I, I do too. I do, I do too. Um, just went over that, Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. I, Isaac says, "What team that is left for the Chiefs this year is a tough team for them to beat, and why?" And, it, and the Dallas. answer is this week against Dallas. Yeah, yeah, and that's going to be a tough game. Why is because Dallas has one of the best offenses in the league. Um, they they have went on the road and, and beaten tough opponents this year. They went on the road and almost beat Tampa Bay to start the year. Right. Um, and and I think the Kansas City Chiefs defense will have a, a lot of trouble matching up with that Dallas offense. I expect a high scoring game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not even though he looked better. I still don't think Mahomes was great last night. I know people are going to say, "What are you talking about? Look at his numbers." If you watch the game, he missed a lot of throws and he had a lot of balls that should have been intercepted that weren't because the Raiders didn't make plays. Uh, that being said, I do think they'll have success. I think it'll be a really high-scoring game this week. Yeah, and and I wouldn't root against or uh, bet against the Chiefs in that game at Arrowhead, uh, but Dallas is not going to be awestruck at all going in there. This is a huge game for them, and they don't play a lot of teams that are real good. So this is a game they're going to get ready for. It's going to be a great game next week, I think. I'll be surprised if it's not. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's going to be, uh, well, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, we're two really, really, really good teams. And I right. Think, I think that uh, that's the biggest biggest thing to take away here. All right. That's going to do it. Um, we've got a little bit of time here before Monday Night Football. If you want to tell you, you've been teasing the story. Hold on here. Let me get our fancy overlays back up there. You've been teasing the story about, Isaac brought it up a couple weeks ago, about uh, something about the scores table at Pierce City. Do you want, yeah. is tonight the night you want to tell that story? Wait a minute. One more guru give out under on tonight's game. Oh, from, okay. From the guru. Here we go. Okay, one more guru give out under uh, under on tonight's game. Rams uh, money line, Suns game over 222 points, and then uh, Los Angeles Laker, Laker money line, four-team parlay <laughs> for Martin. So, Martin, one thing about it, Martin is not going to have a boring night. He's got NBA. No, he's got NFL. Martin has taken Dennis's place for the person with the gambling problem. <laughs> Congratulations, Martin. Uh, <laughs> I I really uh, do, though, respect your knowledge. That's for sure. Yeah, he's two and zero. Pretty good, I, Martin. I had a I had a guy that listens to this show, and this is a true story. He texted me. He said, "Hey, do you know who this Martin guy is?" I said, "I I don't, other than he's been on the show the last couple of weeks weeks listening." Said, this guy's good. I bet those parlays. <laughs> <laughs> So I hopefully hopefully Dan's watching again and he'll be yeah. late tonight. So. He is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I disagreed with him on that one last week, but it cashed. 
So. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that was the NBA game you just. Yeah, played. I can't remember. Oh yeah, the, which one? Did, oh, the Sixers and the Raptors. Yes. He yeah, the he Raptors. picked the Raptors. Yeah. In Philly, and I thought Philly would beat him, but he got it. So pretty good. Martin, the funny thing is, the people that comment, uh, you know, with stuff uh, on the show, like Dennis is a uh, Louisville fan, or you know, uh, Ricky with Syracuse, you know, on and on. Uh, Mark with Wyoming. I look at that stuff when, when I see those comments. And, and so I found myself getting ready to go to bed. And I, I literally said to myself, I'll see if Martin got that part away. <laughs> well, I'll see Raptors. Shit, the Raptors won, you know. And so, hey, I, uh, I've got to admit, I waited till the next morning before I checked it. <laughs> but that's know, the first I... thing I did when I got up. And I took out the computer out. I went to ESPN to see what. And I thought, holy yeah. shit, he got that right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Martin says he's been following us for four years. Thank you for that. Yeah, we really, really appreciate yeah. everybody. Thanks um, for thanks for coming on the show uh, and yep. commenting, Martin. Your 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 make the show better. That's for sure. For, for sure. Yeah, the commenters make the show, and Papa that's Dude awesome. doing dumb things makes the show what it is. So, well, I still don't know what I did, but that's the third straight show that that's happened on. But I know uh, I catch something before, but this time I did not. But anyway, back to what. If Isaac's still there, Isaac, are you still there? <laughs> what happened? Oh yeah, there he is. Okay. All right. Now where I was at, Pier City, we were in a little town called Pier City, and that's our that's the big rival of the school uh, I was coaching at, and it's it was it's kind of a rival, but. The school where I was at hardly ever beats them. <laughs> yeah. You know, they don't beat them very often. So it's a big deal when, when we when we beat them. Pure City is always really good. So we're in there playing a basketball game and and uh we're we're getting better. Uh guy I coached with, great coach. We we were getting our kids to where they would believe that they were pretty good. So we're in there, we're playing them. It's not a regular scene game, it's in a tournament, and it's over at their place. Anyway. We're down one, and we call timeout, set up a play, and we we screwed around, didn't run it right, and we ended up taking a three, uh, kind of a bad three point shot right at the buzzer. Mm -hmm. You know, it was about a second or so. Well, anyway, our big kid grabs it, the rebound, and puts it in at the buzzer uh, to win by one point. Well, there's chaos, the pandemonium, you know, nuts. Uh, the place is packed because the two schools hate each other. Two towns hate each other. And I wasn't for sure whether the, the basket counted because yeah. it, it was it was question mark. And Piercy's coach is over there going bananas. You know, he's all he's after the referee, chasing him in the locker. Well, before that happened, though, I, I thought, was it good? Was it good? Well, I turn and I look at Andy, the other coach, and he's jumping up and down going <laughs> crazy because he had seen the referee signal. It's good. Yeah, he's going nuts down there. You know, first time we beat him in a hundred years, we're going crazy. So our kids are going, you know, they're going nuts. And so we got to go through the line to shake hands. And we do. And of course their coach, he's not even in the, in the thing. He's chased the referees into the <laughs> room. So I turn around to look at the scoreboard. Cause I just wanted to see it. Yeah. They didn't put the score up. The score is still 52 51 uh, per city. So I go over there and I go, are you going to put the score up? <laughs> and she goes, well, the referee never said the shot was good. You keep putting <laughs> it up till they say the shot's good. I said, you didn't see your damn coach chase the damn referee into, I didn't say damn. 
I said, you didn't see the coach. Your coach chased the referee into the locker room. What do you think he chased the referee in the locker room for? The, the basket was good. He wouldn't be chasing him in there. Put the score up. Yeah. I want to see it. Put it up. She wouldn't do it. He said, I can't put the score up till I'm told by the official. So I just am about to go ballistic. Well, Andy pulls me, you know, he's come on, we won. Get to the locker room. So Sandy <laughs> goes over there. I didn't know this. You know, I'm in the locker room. So she goes over there and she tells this lady, she goes, you know, why don't you put the score up? Because our people would like to take a picture of that scoreboard. <laughs> and she put it up there. She put it up there for about 30 seconds. And our fans got to get out there and, and take a picture of it. So anyway, I had to apologize. <laughs> yeah. This is a true story now. We're in the locker room. We're going crazy. You yeah. Know, this was a huge win for us. And by the yeah. way, we beat them two more times in the next couple of years because we got really good. Yeah. You know, the kids got, we were good. And anyway, we beat them a couple more times. And so we're in the locker room. We're going nuts. We're in this little cubbyhole locker room, you know. Yeah. There's 12 guys in there and you can't even turn around without touching somebody. <laughs> well, here comes our AD. Uh, could I talk to you a minute? And I said, okay. No, it wasn't the AD. It wasn't the AD. It was the elementary principal. He was the, he's a nice guy, hell of a guy. And anyway, he was the supervisor. So could I talk to you a minute? I said, sure. So I got there. He goes, would you come up here? Because their AD is really mad at you. <laughs> and I said, do you think I give a shit if your city's AD is mad at me? I don't give a shit. Exactly what I said. Why would I care? He said, well, just come up here. So I go back up there. And the the ladies at the she's up she's at the scores tables up there. And she's all upset. And so I had to apologize to her, which I didn't mind doing that because I I kind of I felt bad about that. But she was wrong. But anyway, I felt bad about it. And yeah, so that's kind of what happened. It was legendary. <laughs> well, we had to go back the next day to play another. Yeah. Oh, well, I got a call, you know, from our people. Now, please be quiet over there tomorrow. We've had enough problems. I said, you know what? You want to know why you can't beat Pierce today very much? I'm <laughs> scared of him. You're scared. They don't mean shit to me. Yeah. They're just another team. No wonder they dominate us. Yeah. Here's another thing about, oh, there's no reason to get into it. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. And that's probably the greatest thing I ever did while I was there. I don't know. But I was going to say, why don't you put the score up? Yeah. You know, why don't you put this? I mean, anyway. Well, I think I think we learned that I, I I think Lincoln Riley just would have went to the locker room, but you, you oh yeah, Lincoln would have. So Lincoln would have got on there and said, "Well, I'm not sure that basket counted." You know, yeah, it shouldn't have won. I don't know. Yeah, right, right. Uh, that's that's no, that's great. I, I never knew that story, Isaac. I, I'm glad that you 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 made him tell it. Uh, Andy and I watched that tape. I don't know how many times. Yeah, we one time we would watch it and think it didn't count. And the next time we would watch it and think it did count. It was very, very close. It really. So I want to know. 
Isaac was Isaac going crazy as well with everybody. Was Isaac he? went crazy every game we won. <laughs> well, that's good. Isaac was the best cheerleader to not be a cheerleader we ever had. <laughs> yeah. 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 He would have been down there by, by coach Hogan Miller, the other coach, because yeah. he was down at the end of the uh, yeah. bench. So he would have, he would have been there. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's he, uh, there right now. No, I think I can't show it right now. <laughs> what do he say? He said, "Remember one way I put his hands up to single the game, and then the other ref was so confused and walked out." Well, okay, I, well, see, there's Isaac's. Yeah, version. yeah. Now, coach told me that the one referee signaled it immediately. Okay, yeah. And, and Magic, yes, they did win. They did win. Yeah, we we won. We won the game. <laughs> uh. Yeah. But there's Mark, so many stories. So. Mark says Southwest Missouri is where the powerhouse basketball programs are. Uh, and that's kind of the kind of true. He played at St. Charles High from 01 to 04. And at Missouri Ooh. summer camp each year, we got smoked by Neosho and Springfield. Yes. Uh, what was I, the, those teams of all those guys ended up at Missouri State? Yeah. Uh, there was a kid named Cheney that played down at Neosho, great player. Yes, and the, the the best the best player at Kickapoo went to Creighton. His yes, name was Oliver. Yep, and he played in the NBA for mm-hmm. several years. He never was a star, but he made some money in the yep. NBA. So yeah, you're right. You're right. They were some great teams. during that time period. Kickapoo was oh. incredible. Uh, yeah, Devin Mitchell. That's another one. That's yes, right. yeah. Deep I want six five. Good lord. We yeah, get, we get right. Mark and Magic and yeah. Samich. That'd be a good. I don't know what kind five, of four, 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 three, four, four, five. Wow, what a basketball team that would be. Yeah, yeah. Devin Mitchell was a really, really good player. Kickapoo, like I said, they had so many good players. Well, they had that kid named uh, God. What's his name? Laurie. Was yeah. His last name Spencer. Yeah, I think so. And his dad had all kinds of money. He they was the a- owner of the of the Rams, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. They had a kid from Crane that Argo was that his name? Yes. Yeah. Brandon. He, yeah. Maybe. Uh, yep. Yeah. He transferred up there because well they recruited him. Yeah, big kid. By big. the way, Mark, they recruit like crazy. That's kid. it. Yeah. Kick Kickapoo. Any any little town that had a good player, they they would go to Kickapoo. Yeah. They gave his dad a job at the bank or something, and they get yeah. him up there. But that was a great team, and all those guys ended up playing college ball somewhere. Yeah, they were very good. Laurie went to Missouri, I think. So, yeah, he did. Laurie went to Missouri. Um, Yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm not (laughs) – I know this one, (laughs) Isaac. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I, I think – and the the Cheney kid from Neosho was a stud, too. was. Um, Yeah. Yeah, The good teams, good teams. Yeah, they were. They had a big kid, too, another one besides Toller, and I can't think of his name. but Yeah. The Argo kid kid – wasn't quite big enough to play big time ball. He went yeah. to uh, uh, what is school? Of the, College of the Ozarks down in Branson. Super yeah. down there. He may have won a national championship at College of the Ozarks. He may have been on that team that won I it. I think yeah. he, him and um, all the guy that coached at Aurora. Uh, he was these- the coach, yeah, Steve Shepard. No, 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 no. Yeah, Steve Shepard was the coach, but the guy that uh, uh, real nice guy, coached at Aurora, great player. Uh, at School of the Ozarks. Uh, ah, I can see his face. Who, who would that be? 
No, nice, nice guy. Um, he played here. No, he didn't play. He didn't play in Aurora. He coached in Aurora. Uh, married uh, Moriando. Can't think of his. Oh, Cutbirth. Yes, Daniel Cutbirth. No, he played at Evangel. Oh, he played at Evangel. That's yeah. right. That's right. They won the national title, though. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot Cutbirth was at Evangel. Yes. Yeah. Him and You're that right. kid from uh, Marionville. Yes. Osterloh. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, good times. Good times. Yeah. There are some really good players, uh, basketball players, come out yes. of this. There really are. is really good in basketball, uh, Springfield area for sure. Yeah, yeah, Terrible. and we're very good. The, the Joplin area where I live is very good in football. In football, not very good in basketball. Yeah, so it's it, it's odd how it works like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, there's a little bit of Missouri trivia slash history slash things that nobody really wants to know. But no, Mark brought it up. <laughs> uh, oh, look at this! Look at this down here at the bottom, Martin. Listen, you said you followed us for four years, and that made my day. But this makes my day even more. I'm going to get to watch this game. OBJ just stopped his route and got intercepted. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I, love I it. yeah, Vashon, Mark. Vashon yeah, certainly. Yeah. I, that's a team I've watched many, many times. Yeah. Oh, uh, what was that legendary coach? Floyd something. Irons, Irons, Floyd Irons. Yes, I think his name's Floyd. I don't know his last name's Irons. Vashon has. I has really think. The Rams made a huge mistake getting this guy. A thousand percent. And, okay, I don't think, I really don't think, yeah, Floyd Irons, uh, Mark knows. Uh, I really don't think OBJ was the, like, the problem in Cleveland. I really don't. I don't. No. But I also, he was, he's just not very good. Anymore. No, and it's all about him. It, it is. And again, I, I don't, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, he's a loser and he's a can't. I, I just, I don't think that. I really don't. I just don't think he's, he's over, very good. And I think he's, he's overrated. In a spot where you need a good player to be. And I don't he's, think he has he's it. Overrated. It, it, he's it. It might be injuries. It might be we kind of overhyped him. I don't know. I just don't think he's that good. Well, can you think he's made one fantastic catch and that he's built a career on it? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, so. Give me C.D. Lamb any day. Well, yeah, that's just it. You think of number one receivers. Give me Amari Cooper. Andy says OBJ overrated. Needs Eli Manning to succeed. There you go. Hey, Andy, did you hear that story I just said, or did you just get home? <laughs> yeah, Andy was the head coach, he's, by the he's way. head coach, one of the best ever. and I, He's coaching now over at uh, Carthage. I bet he just got home from practice probably. Probably, probably. Yeah, yeah. The, we, he told the Pierce City scores table story, Andy, if you missed it. So, um, yeah, yeah, just got on. Rewind it about. Rewind it, buddy. Rewind it and, and, and yeah. get a kick out of it. Yeah, we got a Sir Coxie reunion here. Papa Dude, Andy, and Isaac all in here talking about Sir Coxie. Yeah. And, and we have a guy in Mark. Who knows Everybody else has tuned us out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna get off here. Monday night football has started. Good luck to Martin. Uh, the parlay guru is what we're gonna call Martin from now on. Parlay guru tries to go three and zero. He gave out a bunch on the show. Uh, yes, today. So hopefully, uh, I, I shouldn't say gave out a gave out a bunch of teams in a parlay, not a bunch of parlays. So hopefully he gets that one home. Um, hopefully, you know the Rams. I don't know. I don't really care if they win or lose. To be honest, I don't have a bet. Yeah, <laughs> 
I'm an Arizona fan, so hopefully they lose. So Arizona continues to be one game ahead of them. So, all right, guys, we're going to get off of here now. We'll be back on Thursday to talk a little business with uh, another week of football uh, for you. And, um, yeah, maybe maybe, uh, maybe OU will win this week. We'll see. I am, right, guys. I am disappointed we didn't talk about Texas. Oh, yeah, real quick. Uh, Texas we'll, we'll, save, we'll save it for Thursday. Well, no, let's say it. Texas lost to Kansas in football. Dot 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 again. <laughs> that, Here's the deal. Kind of, that kind of took a lot of the sting out of us losing. You can say forever, hey, oh, you should have lost. Oh, you could have lost to Kansas. They Kansas played, but they didn't lose. Right. right? <laughs> Texas lost again. At Kansas. home. At home in overtime. Let a walk-on score the uh, two-point conversion. 57-56, Kansas beats Texas. I got a kick out of how Kansas celebrate. And by the way, Aaron, have you seen the video of that kid's parents? Yes. Yep. Was that not awesome? It was awesome. Yep. If you guys haven't seen it, go to YouTube. I don't know what you type in. <laughs> I typed in Kansas at Texas football. You, you could ask Siri for it. <laughs> yeah. But I just typed in Kansas at Texas football and it came on there and it was his parents video on that play yeah yeah i don't not sure even they even knew he was in the game i'm not sure well they he he said the guy said i think that was so-and-so you know i can't i can't think of his name he goes i think that was kid's name and and one of them was like i don't know and they're like it was because he jumped up yeah <laughs> they go i think that was jared i think that was jared yeah <laughs> it was great <laughs> and i think i jumped up too yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did. I was watching uh, the wrestling pay per view, but I had the had the game on. Oh, and- I was watching. <laughs> didn't you, Didn't you think they wouldn't make it? Oh, totally. And then when he's scrambling out and scrambling, he's going backwards. I was like, God damn it! They're gonna lose this game by a point. Yeah. They threw it up, and my Abby intercepted, and the guy's standing there wide open. Uh, it was great. Yeah, it was great. No, it was great. By the way, here's the here's the only, here's the only bad thing. Okay. okay. It's great. Texas is awful. It's hilarious. They're they're going to go like four and eight. One thing, yeah, it took a miracle for us to beat them. Oh, that's right. So absolutely, that's that's the only thing. One or two, had they won that game instead of lost it, would things have been different? Maybe I don't think so though. They're not any good. Yeah, no. And now they're talking about firing this coach, which they should have never hired in the first place. Yeah. And anyway, uh, Martin made a comment down there. I want to thank him for that comment he just oh, made at the yeah, bottom. I just saw it, Martin. Because it that's exactly what we're trying to be on yep. here. We're not trying to be anything but but ourselves. And I'm so glad you enjoy it. Yeah, and we don't we don't really script it. We just kind of no. <laughs> wing it, and uh, yeah, we get yep. uh, we we get mad at each other, and that's all right. That's right. <laughs> Been that way for 38 years. Yes. <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, if, if, if you, by the way, if you ever join and it's, it's, it's like, oh, I only got the last three minutes, you can always download the podcast version of this as well. If you can't join us live, always remember that we, we do have the podcast version up. It's up about 30, 45 minutes after the show ends. So, Right. If you miss anything, you want to listen to it again. I don't know why you want to listen twice, but if you do, uh, we're there and we're there on podcast as well. We've got the sports side as well, racenews.com slash sports. Make sure to go there, read all the articles. 
uh, and, and see what's going on over there. All right, guys, we're getting out now for real. It's going to happen this time. Uh, we will see you guys right back here on Thursday at noon. I'm trying to pick some more winners uh, for the next slate of uh, football games. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go? Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, associated 